and a warm welcome to Smashing Secrets Feng Shui. We're your hosts. My name is Chloe. And I'm Joe, and we're a mother and daughter duo. This show is for all of those that are interested in Feng Shui, including those with no previous experience, but would like to learn how you can improve your life and your successes even more than you're doing already. That's right. This is the show for you because we're going to be breaking down the secrets of feng shui, making the principles much more accessible. This is so you can make your good luck better and make your bad luck smaller. And we're going to discuss how to do that with all the other interesting facts and features of feng shui and everything in between. I hope you enjoy listening. Hello, my darling. Hello, welcome back, Mum, to your own podcast. How are you? <laughs> I'm very well, and I do apologise. I've been really busy, and I know you've been busy too, but I'm really glad that we're able to continue now. Yeah, it's been a hot minute since we've done an episode. We'd like to um, welcome back all our listeners. Thank you for being so patient with us. We've had Thank you. Yeah, we've had lots of really lovely messages from you over on our Instagram and email. And it's great to um, to know that so many people are engaging with us and listening. It's really cool. And finding out more about feng shui and perhaps um, people might be interested in looking at investigating that further. Mm. I know that um, a couple of our messages were talking about which books to buy and um, which teachers to look for perhaps um, tuition courses. I know Joey Yap has lots of um, information available online and um, free resources on YouTube, but he does have online courses. And I believe Master Yap Cheng Hai is also doing online courses. So if anybody is interested and wants to pursue this further, please do message me. I'll be more than happy to give you some directions. And the same goes for books. There aren't millions of books that I can recommend because some are better than others and of course I put mine out up at yeah, the top. Yeah let me forget <laughs> it mom's done like three books that right? I've done um, the small little atom book I did the feng shui flowers and also feng shui in a box yeah. but there are much better authors out there so do message me and I'll let you know. <laughs> no I really liked the um, feng shui flowers one that's the one of the orange cover yeah, is it that lilies was lovely. On the front? Is it lilies? Yeah, tiger lilies. Tiger Lillian lilies. T- Lillian too chose that. I actually chose a different flower, but hey. <laughs> yeah, I remember when we did the photo shoots for that. I remember being really little in the yeah in the long florist. time ago. Yeah, but the flowers were like so much taller than me, and I was just like walking through a jungle of all these like really awesome flowers. It oh, was really it was beautiful, cool. beautiful. It was um, a lovely guy called Jamie, and he had um, probably one of the most beautiful um, Aladdin caves of uh, floristry, and in um, Battersea in London, oh, was Lavender in Hill, oh. Lavender Hill. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, really. I mean, he had um, he had an amazing eye. Mm. Yeah. And you've got the, there's a Buddha in the book with some flowers around its neck, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. We've got, still got that. Yeah, it's in the kitchen, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, blessing all our food. Are the flowers still on him? Um, I think I took those off, actually, because they looked a bit dry and wrinkly. Fair enough. Mm. Well, it has been. <laughs> like Long time. Years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. But he's still wearing a daisy chain. 
So, what are we going to be talking about on this episode, Mother? Well, I think from some of the messages I got, there are quite a few new beginners out there. So, I thought it might be quite interesting if we look at the, we, we sort of covered the surface stuff. We did look at the five elements and um, yin and yang, and we looked at the uh, bagua and um, different associations of uh, different stars, that sort of thing. So what I thought it would be nice, and correct me if I'm wrong, if we were to look at the different sort of flavours of energy and how they can come up in personalities or how they can, what sort of energy you'll be generating if you were to activate a sector that's particularly um, sensitive, say, to the water element or the wood element or the earth element, and what sort of um, result you should expect. Or if you're dealing with people that may have a strong aspect of this element within their character, personality, maybe it shows up in their Barsi chart, maybe you're working with somebody, maybe you're dating somebody that's got a particular strong sense of this flavour of energy, then ways to work with it or adapt to it or to bring out the best of it. And I thought the best thing to do would to be start at the beginning and to look at um, just going a little bit deeper, just looking at perhaps the different patterns of energy and a slightly deeper exploration. What do you think? So is that we're going to be looking at the five elements? That's right. Okay. And then we're just going to break them down into the individual element and just go deep into them, deep into yep. them. Yeah, and what does that mean? So you, so both will have a yin and a yang, yep. and they're going to be different, different, if you like, frequencies or currents of energy on okay. that on that particular um, field of or pattern of energy. They're going to be, you'll have the sort of masculine or feminine, yin or yang versions of that. So I would like to just discuss that because, um, as I say, you might be working with somebody that carries this energy and some people are easier to adapt to or to adapt with or to get on well with and to bring out the best of you. Other people tend to bring out the worst of you or can maybe dominate a room and not maybe in the best way. So, And, and what to do in that, those circumstances, how to direct that energy into a more favourable outcome. So that's where feng shui comes in. But first of all, we should discuss what those different energies are so that perhaps you and, and other people can can relate to it, understand it, and see it without actually measuring it with a compass, but actually get a feel for it. It boosts your intuition. So intuitively, you get a sense of what does that en- energy represent and how does it benefit me or does it hinder me? Is there things I can do to improve it? Is there a better direction I can sit in so that I bypass the worst of it or I can maybe sit in a position where I can absorb the best of it because we're all different? Mm. So let, let's let's sort of have a look at more sort of practical application of feng shui. But first of all, identify what, what the energies are. Okay. That makes sense. Sure. Okay. So let's let's look at all the five elements. Let's list them out. There's water. Yep. Uh, water. Uh, first of all, let's do them in the order of sequence order. Be- okay. because I think getting getting your head around that's really important. So if we start mm. with water, water nourishes wood, just like the rainfall nurtures the grass and all the plants. That's the wood element. Okay. Wood is fuel for the fire element. Without mm-hmm. wood, there's no fuel, there's no fire. Fire burns and creates ash, therefore we get the earth element. Mm. Yeah? Earth, when it's compressed, 
So when it's um, under a lot of pressure, it can it squeezes out all the minerals and we get the metal element. And then the metal element, when it's under, again, pressure, so when it's extremely hot, it becomes more fluid, more liquid. We get the water element. And then if you were to put it under extremely cold conditions, it'll attract water condensation and frost. So we get, again, the water element. That was a little bit more sort of obscure, I know. But um, basically, that's the five elements. So water, wood, fire, earth, metal. Cool. Yeah, that makes sense. So we're going to start with water today. Yep, that's that, yeah, that's my favorite. That's my one. Okay, cool. Would you say that you are a stereotypical water person? Bear in mind, well, mom is Yang water, so that's very strong water. Born in December, so that carries another Yang water element. Well, that's really interesting because I've one of my good friends. Unfortunately, she's no longer with us, but um, I used to see her regularly for acupuncture. And I happened to mention when I was studying this that I was a water person and she shook her head firmly and said, um, absolutely no way, that's ridiculous, you're fire, you're a fire person. And I was quite shocked at that because in my Barzi, I definitely have strong water and my fire element, which I do have yang fire thing in my chart, and I do have a little bit of wood and I do have a little bit of earth and I have a little bit of metal, but it's the most dominant, strongest element is water. But she was looking more at my character and personality, my pulse. And because the fire element is in that field, that particular aspect of my chart, she was picking up the fire, but she was not picking up the strong water energy. So it could be that because my fire element is is in my, weak in my chart, that I'm compensating for it in more of a character personality behavior mm. for balance because subconsciously we're all seeking balance. We don't like extremes. We, we, when we're faced with extreme, we have to, there's, you have to act. And sometimes you don't get a chance to plan. You, you, you have to react. So um, I just wondered, that was made me very curious, but definitely my, I was born in winter and I was born during um, the, December, so Yang Water season, month. And I was born during a Yang Water day, so my water energy is super strong. I've got metal available for my year of birth. That's reasonably strong. And I've got wood and yin water for my hour of birth. So I definitely have a lot of water, but I am lucky because I am blessed with some of the other elements that will give me outlets and ways of directing that chi if I need to. And um, I suppose in terms of being a stereotype, perhaps you're the person that could basically identify when I start talking about what that energy is. Perhaps you can tell me if I'm typical of that person or if um, if I'm okay. wrong and the acupuncturist was more correct. <laughs> is this the acupuncturist that uh, we went to Greece with? Yeah. What's yeah. her name? Madeleine. Madeleine, that was it. In my head yeah. it was like Matilda, no, Madeleine. Madeleine, she was lovely. She was lovely. She made a um she made me pasta for the beach and it was in like one of these um like protein shake. It looked like a protein shake. It was like a really long like what's what I'm looking for? Just Cylinder. Like, yeah, full of like macaroni shaped pasta, really salty. And um we probably visited her in Do you remember Greece. the donkey? Yeah. I was like seven. I remember having um 
armbands on because I couldn't swim at this point. <laughs> and I remember the cats. I remember the fish, like right by the shore, by the sea. Yeah, nibbling your toes. Yeah. Yeah, it was really beautiful. The donkey, yeah. That was a strange story. I feel like that's a story for another time. We, I think so. Mum and I basically time warped. Um, <laughs> and there's no other explanation about it and there no arguments. <laughs> it was very strange. It was very we weird. Lost, we lost an hour and, and we can't explain it. Wasn't it more than an hour? Wasn't it like three hours? Well, the only, I, I'm basing it on the people that were at the bottom of the hill when we started... We, were and just, then, we just went for a walk to look at a donkey road. Yeah. We, we were, were in, so we passed the donkey on it, we in were in car. a car and we wanted to feed the donkey some of our leftover lunch. Yeah. And take a picture. Some really salty pasta. <laughs> no, we had bread mm. and fruit. Yeah. Anyway, as we were going up the mountain, there was a group of people walking across the road and we went up the mountain for quite a long time. Mm. I don't know. 10 minutes, 15 minutes, I'm not sure. And we passed the donkey. Mm. So we say to Madeleine, can you pull over? And she couldn't because there wasn't anywhere to pull over to until she went round quite a, I don't know, she eventually pulled over. So you and I jumped out the car and we ran back down the road towards the donkey with this fruit to feed him and take pictures, what have you. And we couldn't find the donkey. (laughs) The donkey had disappeared. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so we were like walking, running and running and running, going further and further down the mountain road, thinking, where's the donkey? <laughs> but do you remember the little old man sitting by the fence? Yeah, I remember. It was a he, strange one. It felt like he had he, a bigger presence than what he let on. You know what well, I mean? Well, we were on the road and you had the rock face on one side of the road and then you had this sort of chicken wire fencing on the other side of the road, which was posted all the way along, and he was on that side, and then the the hill slipped away, and there was like a white horse in in the distance and a little house, but there was no no bushes, no trees, it was just grass, and he was at the top of the hill, leaning against the fence, and we were on the other side of the fence, but we could see each other, and we said hello, and he just sort of ignored us, and we were like looking for the donkey, so we were like running around looking for the donkey and um eventually we gave up we didn't find the donkey and as we're going back up the hill we went through this kind of how would you explain it i see it as a white light i just felt something and then it was white Mm. for a split second and then we were back where we were it was like super quick it wasn't like anything weird Mm-mm. although that was weird Mm-mm. and when we went round the corner where the little old man had gone he disappeared he'd mm-hmm. gone he wasn't there he just was not there and there was nowhere for him to go and it was less than two minutes mm. I mean it was like where could he have gone he couldn't have climbed over the fence and walked on ahead he couldn't have run down the hill unless he was superman Got you know, even the horse wasn't there, and I was thinking, where's the where's the old man and where's the horse? But they'd completely gone, disappeared, and then we went back in the car with Madeleine, and she told us off for taking such a long time. And I was thinking, well, surely we've only been five ten minutes max because mm. we I know we were running around, but we we weren't running around for long because it was super hot. Yeah, we were trying and- to find a donkey, and it wasn't there. <laughs> so 
we were Where did it disappointed go? <laughs> on our and return. She, and she was convinced that we'd been gone for hours. And I was like thinking, that's crazy. But what made me go quiet was once she'd gone, we'd drove, driven off in the car and carried on going up the mountain. After we took a couple of bends for what, a good 10, 20 minutes, I mean, it wasn't instant. The people that were walking at the bottom of the mountain when we started, when they were at the beach, walking across the road, that group of backpackers were ahead of us. And there's only one road. And you and me were running around on the road. How did they pass us? Mm. There was nowhere for them to go. And how did they get from the bottom of the road to the top of the road in like five minutes? Yeah. It doesn't add up. Yeah. So, so that was weird. Donkey. <laughs> yeah, that's our donkey story. <laughs> yeah, it was a really weird one. I can remember like I can remember like snippets of it. And I just remember being like disappointed that Donkey wasn't there. I remember like going to the right to the place where we saw the donkey. I remember seeing the donkey. And thinking, anyway, like, wow. I think we've we've really detracted from what we said we were doing. <laughs> oh, can I not can I not can I not reminisce like you just did? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Oh, that'd be a nice memory for us to share together. It was but... a nice memory, but we're talking about energy. Although, yeah, what fair, about that? The energy of the donkey. I can't explain that. <laughs> Give me something some I can can't explain. Be explained by feng shui. <laughs> Give me something I can I'm explain. I'm sure you could probably squeeze it and extract an explanation. I'm still learning. I'm still learning. I mean, I'm yeah. sure one day I'll get there. But yeah, weird. Yeah, it was very strange. Weird things do happen to us when we're together. What about Margaret? Oh yeah, okay. Like we're not. No, I'm cutting you off now. <laughs> uh, no. So where were we? I don't think we've actually spoken much about water at all. Although Margaret was actually in the water. <laughs> Margaret disclaimer is a fish. No, no, no. We, we, yeah, she's a fish. Yeah. In fact, we don't even know if she's a she. She could be a he. It's a it or a they. It's a big fish. It was a very big fish. <laughs> Come on, let's get back to where we where we um, where are we going? Where we go? Well, I'd like to go to Greece to go check out the donkey. <laughs> yeah, find that donkey. It's somewhere, guys. It's, it's going to be very old. Yeah, it's going to be a bit <laughs> great decrepit. donkey. Yeah, maybe the donkey's the old man. I think I'm looking the around like maybe. I think, I think, I maybe. Think I maybe it was. <laughs> Can we explain that in from Twitter? Shape shifting. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, back to the task (laughs) in hand. (laughs) So, water. What about it? (laughs) Right. Well, I has it, and you you need it. (laughs) Yeah, I do like it. I think we all need it a little bit. A little bit. Well, that's where life comes from. Without water, Mm. there's no life. So, hello. (laughs) Without you, I wouldn't have a life. So, hey. (laughs) Okay. So, Yang water. So, if you imagine Yang water as being um, a large expanse of water, such as an ocean, so very... Um, very powerful. It's got strong currents of energy, so it's got a lot of depth to it. So when this comes out in people's character and personality, that you don't, it's not immediately obvious. Just like when you sort of look at the ocean from um, from the beach or from a hill, and you you sort of look at the ocean in the distance, it's glistening in the sun. It looks very pretty, but what you can't see is all the deep life 
going on beneath it. So beneath the waves, you've got all sorts of things going on. And that's what water people tend to be like. They, they have a surface energy that they project, but what they don't like exposing is the, 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 the deepness within them, the things that, that really make them feel happy. And one of these things are that they're very deep thinkers and they love to research things. They love to squirrel away in a book or or to um, investigate or analyze or resource different sort of mysteries of life, that sort of thing. And um, and can be very good in the terms of de- detecting and analyzing because they've got such a, a wide knowledge or expertise in that particular field that they find interesting. And it could be and like for me, it's feng shui. For me, I, I definitely have an interest in in how energy plays and the different forms of energy and how could have how does that affect us? So that's how it's affected me. But it could be in any field. It doesn't have to be feng shui. It could be anything. And equally, you've got um, yin water, which has that 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 aspect to their character. But they tend to be that doesn't tend to be as intense. And it could be that they're more humble and they're more gentle. They're more easier to get on with. They're more sociable. Deep water people tend to be happiest on their own. They like, they enjoy their own company. They they find other people a distraction. <laughs> so um, that that could be some. So if you've got somebody in your crowd or if you're dating somebody that carries that energy, one of the things you can do to stop, because if it becomes extreme, they can become very morose, very depressed, very blue, sort of heavy and can't be bothered, very lethargic. And that's where the things have got a little bit extreme, where they've become a little bit unbalanced. So in that situation, you want to improve the the atmosphere of the mood, the energy by increasing the wood element. And so take them out for a long walk in the countryside. They'll, they'll perk up no, no very quickly. Or if you're in an office where you're working with people that tend to be that kind of pattern of chi, get some plants. Even a even a vase of flowers can can have a big effect. And um, have some plants in the corners so the chi doesn't get too stuck. So um, and lighting, you know, they need a bit of fire definitely. Lift it all up. That makes sense. Yeah, I can see that making sense. It's interesting how you can compare it to the physical world like that and um, implement mm. it. Mm. Mm. So if a person was had a lot of water in their chart, but they equally had a lot of wood in their chart, that Creative. would counterbalance it. Well, but- then you're going to have uh, strong wood strong water and wood water people can be very creative but they need wood energy to manifest it so that where they're they're the thinkers they're philosophers they're thinking 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 all the time and like imagine um, water is a solvent so if you you can dissolve things into water and it and water will sort of hold on to those molecules so those water people are the same put them in a situation and they're going to want to analyze it and to break it down to sort of understand you know get their brain analytically understanding things so they so if you have somebody that's got strong water and strong wood they're going to be creators inventors because they've got the deep knowledge and understanding and wisdom but they've also got the practical application of creation and creating things but you have a wood person with low water got all the all the ability to create but not got any ideas 
So, so that's that's an interesting way of looking at it. And in fact, we should do a, a section on wood next and ways to improve wood. But um, yeah, the, the, you, you, if if you've got somebody that has got all the facilities in to be creative, but get say like a writer with writer's block, or a painter that can't quite nail it, or a you know a, a musician that is becoming obsessive over a particular section of the music and can't break through that special. They know it's there, but they just can't find it. Then mm. they could be dehydrated. So get them drinking some water, but take them for a walk near near natural flowing water. If you've got a river, a stream, if you've got the ocean, even better, sit there and spend twenty minutes just absorbing that sea air. But is this is this more a predominantly wood person than water person? Well, you've got weak water as well. Don't forget. So you've got different strengths. So you could have a, a person that's got water as either yin or yang in their chart, in their day as their self-element or day master. But they could be born in spring or summer, which means that their water energy is very weak and it needs sustaining. So they need strong water people around them to nourish them, nurture them, keep them going. Or they need a resourceful element like metal. So somebody that could be very um, disciplined or very structured, like a military sort of thing, situation. So they might find a career in the army or in the Navy. That would be ideal. Somebody with weak water, they'd probably love the Navy, given, you know, being an occupation that surrounds them with water so this and other is for, people. So this is, for instance, someone with water and metal in their chart? Yeah, or somebody that's not somebody that could be born with weak water, but has a desire to be stronger. So, therefore, attracting either more people with water energy, or an environment with water energy. So, sailing that sort of thing. I mean, look at you, your partner; he loves to sail. He needs the water element. So that's that's one of the things that makes him happy is to be in and around water. Mm. I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, um, water is quite an adaptable sign. Water will conform to the boundaries it's put in. Okay. So um, if if that's where it's happiest, so just imagine a glass of water. If if it's very, it's got a functionality when it's in the glass of water when it is protected by the boundaries of the glass. If you remove the glass, such as your Theo knocking it over your laptop, the wall, he will take the glass away. So the water is no longer contained in the glass, but it's dead now all over your keyboard and your laptop is knackered. So water will spread. Will, no, water needs a boundary. Without a boundary, it can be quickly become undisciplined and, and spread. Would you say, with that in mind, that the boundary could be their other, that that specific person's next predominant sign? So, for instance, like, do you know what I mean? Like, they've got a lot of water, but then they've got the wood, and that sort of boundary means that they can use their water adaptability and fluid through the wood sign, likewise yeah. through the metal sign. Like, it's just, does the water... Well, you sort of, you do, the first thing I do is identify on the day of birth the self-element. So it could be yin and yang of the five elements. And then I look at the season of birth and that gives me a gauge of determining how strong or how weak 
So is, does that water need an outlet such as mine? So my, I don't need any more water because mine's already strong. Mm. But what I need is something to give that water an outlet. So I'm looking for wood and fire and earth. I don't really need too much metal because that's going to make my water stronger. But if So if I'm doing a chart, I'd look at somebody's chart, and if they say born in spring, they're going to more likely have a wood aspect that's going to pull that water in. So then I look at the year and the hour. Is there any support for the water? And if there is, then I sort of I can then work out how that support's coming through. Is it coming through in their business, in their career? Is it coming through in their friends? Are they quite um, dependent on their family? So there's different ways that you can find the support sector in someone's chart. But then you look at their feng shui and remembering that feng shui has also a 33% sort of um, influence on somebody's health, well-being, strength of chart or, or direction of destiny, depending on how the chart's running. So then you look at see whether if there's any water element in their area. So for you, you do live quite close to water. I live quite close to water, but I've also got a lot of wood energy around me. You you can easily see how naturally somebody is intuitively going towards the more favourable elements. And if they sort of get it wrong and things start to go wrong, so for example, as I said, uh, somebody with too much water may have a tendency to become quite depressed or quite low mood or the lethargic. So then I would be sort of encouraging more wood in their charts. So I'd look at the east and southeast. I would encourage them to go out, spend more time in nature. I may look at their diet, encourage them to eat more variety of fruit and vegetables. Um, maybe there could be pursuits like um, more reading, writing, painting, forms of creativity, which then gives them the inspiration to to express themselves because water people think a lot of it's very internal. So some people can get a little bit overwhelmed with that and they lose the ability to express themselves. And when water people get going, they're very expressive because they feel things. They're the ones that feel all the emotions. In fact, the emotion most associated with water is the fear. So they, they, they tend to see and feel all sorts of things because it's relating to avoiding that sense of fear. So to feel safe is important for water people. That's interesting. I'm just thinking of it. So I a lot of my work is focused around the ocean sector. Yeah. And I haven't got much water in my chart, but I'm really attracted to water. Mm -hmm. Would you say, and this can go throughout all the elements, but just focusing on this as a example, mm -hmm. people that work in the ocean sector, do you think that they, in their chart, they actually have less water because they're trying to balance it off by being attracted to it? I bet there'll be, there'll be you'll have a mixture. You'll have some people that have. It's called follow the leader, where the water energy is is so strong or it's a dominant part of their chart that it feels very natural for them to be near water. So you, you'll have both. You'll have people seeking more water, so they're seeking externally because, as I said, they might be born in March or April or June, July, where the water element isn't doesn't tend to be strong. The water seasons are winter, so... 
you'll have the transition during October, but November, December and January tend to be the water months. And you do have little pockets of water in the other months, like you have different days that carry a water star. And they could be, you've got a water and metal combo or a double water combo, but it's still in the season of spring or the season of summer. So it does impact on that. And so they'll be in subconsciously seeking out support for that water. And then if if they haven't done that, then you can look at the water element in their home because intuitively they're going to be drawn to homes that may have some strong water energy. For example, your home has definitely got some water imbalances. I think you've got a leak in every single room, mm. but it's not it's not ideal. We don't want ceilings leaking or crying and walls crying and spurting water when it's not not there. So that tells me that the feng shui definitely needs to be looked at because the water element, for some reason, has become a little bit unbalanced. And it could be that there's something there that, that needs to be tweaked a little bit. And the plumber obviously does the practical stuff. But energetically, why is your home so susceptible to water damage and water leaks? And in pretty much every room, mm. and that's two floors. So it is it is interesting. But you and and your partner three floors, three floors, and they all have leaks. Yeah, so, but all but I'm not sure about Theo, but you and your partner definitely love the water energy. So intuitively, Theo loves water. Yeah, yeah. So he is a cat, but he will stick his head head underneath the tap at any point. If you go for a wee, he stares at you in the bath waiting for you to turn the tap on so he can like put his foot under it starts screaming around the house if um it's raining he's just like he just wants to be out there mm. he loves but, water but all but all three of you are intuitively drawn to the water element even subconsciously you, you actually chose a beautiful house but you chose a house that for whatever reason the feng shui is slightly wonky when it comes to the water element so once we sort that out I think you'll be um, you, well putting into the leaks, but I think all three of you will have all sorts of benefits. I mean, for you, it's good for career. For your partner, it's good for prosperity. So there's all sorts of benefits. But um, it's for me, it's interesting that you've one. It's a beautiful house, but there does seem a little bit of a wonky water element going on. So, mm. so that's my next job. Mm. <laughs> have you ever come across? someone that has yang water in their day, month, year and time of birth? I have met a lady that had a similar chart to me, but where I was born with more wood and yin water, she was born with, in fact, I've thought of another person as well, yang water in their hour of birth with the monkey, which is yang metal, in the hour and in the day. So they both had yang water in the day. And I think this the girl I'm thinking of, she had it in the month as well. It was quite a strong chart. Can't remember what the year was. And she had very strange sort of experiences. Um, as I say, fit, you could reinterpretate them as fear. She wasn't afraid of them. She was. She found them very exciting from a sort of scientific point of view or perspective. She was analysing them and looking, because I met her through feng shui. And so um, I think her name was Natalie. But um, she was looking at them from an energy point of view and um, and doing a timeline. And it was true that this timeline coincided when the water energy was very strong, so or the metal energy was very strong. And so it brought her 
sort of in touch with these very deep, meaningful situations, but that were also totally weird, a bit like our donkey thing. But um, she was looking more to analyse it and to understand it and break it down. And I just was struck by the volume of them, actually, because she had she had experienced quite a few unsettling or strange situations that, that I thought were a bit extreme. But then her mm. chart was extreme. Mm. Yeah, it sort of matches up. Mm, yeah. I mean, I can't claim to know everything, but it's certainly interesting when you do see these patterns reappear over and over and over again. They must, you know, you do start to see consistency. Mm. It is time for us to do What is your chart? Still working the magic <laughs> And I have got one because you did give me one that I, I drew up earlier for the th- female, 3rd of November, 1994. Yeah. At 6.59 p.m. Mm-hmm. In the USA. We've okay. got a lot of listeners from the USA. That's nice, isn't it? It's exciting. Do you think it's because we've got an English accent? I don't know. I'd like to think it's because we're interesting. <laughs> But it might no. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe people can tell us. That's making yeah. me blush. Oh. <laughs> if you're an American listener, do you like our voices? <laughs> <laughs> That's your ego. Right, yes, come on. So. Let, let's do let's do this. Third third of November, nineteen ninety four. Oh yep. I think I'm having a hot flush. And that's oh, at 6.59pm. <laughs> and they have said, I have a four-month-old son and we, that being the husband and baby, just moved into a small apartment and I quit my job looking for some inspiration and in setting up our space and also on my next creative endeavour. Well, that's really interesting because remember when we started talking about water people, this is this person has yin water as okay. her self-element and she mentions creation, creativity. And as women, we also create children. So creation is a big part of her chart. And sure enough, she does have strong wood energy in her chart. Ah. 1994 was year of yang wood over the dog. That's my year. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, and that's very strong energy, quite mature energy. Damn right. <laughs> the month of birth for that year, she was born at the beginning of November, and she still carries the energy that was available, or that at that pit, the day of birth, there was still a pattern of energy that was from October. It hadn't changed yet. So that's also represented by Yang Wood over the dog, energy of the dog. Hmm. So there's double there. So she's got strong wood. She's also got strong earth. She's got two um, signs of the dog. So that's straight away loyalty. People with the dog's energy are loyal people. It's a strong energy like um, a mountain. So if you imagine staring out at the landscape, you're looking at two green mountains either side by side or sort of one in the forefront, one in the distance, but they're covered in woodland, they're green, verdant, they're full of life. And that's what represents her year and month of birth, that pattern of energy. But she's also born with a soft yin pattern for the day of birth. And this is where her self-element comes in. So she's got yin water, 
sitting on top of a fire sign, the sign of the snake. And so now I'm looking for support because I'm thinking this poor wee thing's got all of her water energy going out to the wood and earth energies and then fire on top of that. So she's probably giving her energy all to her business, her work, to other people, to people in authority, and she's not really giving much back for herself. But then when we look at her hour of birth, we've got yin metal sitting on top of the rooster. Now, the rooster and the snake combine and they make more metal. So here I've got somebody that has actually got quite a lot of hidden resources, quite a strong, powerful intuition, somebody that can instinctively be in the right place at the right time. And what's curious is that during 2021, year of the ox, we get a triple harmony combination. So we've got the yin fire of the snake combining with the rooster and combining with the year of birth. That signifies a big change. Now, metal to a water person is a resource element. So she's got strong resources. So she's going to be very good at either teaching or learning or communicating. Roosters love to communicate. The snake's very good at endings in the beginning. So I would imagine that this year she's going to go through, particularly September, so it's really good we're doing this one now. And again, maybe in January 2022, she's going through some big changes. And she basically says that in her message. She's she's become a mom. She's moving house. She's looking at a career change. So big changes. And the changes will be very good for her because they're going to make her stronger. So I, for her, I would recommend um, some increasing of the water element. So I would look at activating. So first of all, spending time near water, maybe going swimming or sailing or walking near water, particularly when she's feeling tired or lethargic or maybe if there's low spirit or just feeling a little bit overwhelmed if there's so much to do and not enough time to do it. Somehow carve out some time alone or time with your family either walking near the ocean or walking near a river, somewhere where there's a natural water formation. Waterfalls would be ideal, but they're not around everywhere. Or if if you can't find a natural source, then go somewhere where you can spend time either swimming or, or somewhere where you can just kind of unwind a little bit, just because it's going to be really good for her to sort of build up her spirit again and not have this energy sort of being pouring out for, on behalf of other people. And then for more long term, I'd be looking at finding the water in her chart and amplifying that. So that could be a career choice. She could start to look into careers that are associated with water. So it could be actual careers to do with, um, say, we were talking about the Navy or you working with scientists analysing the ocean, looking at that sort of thing. But it could also be because um, water is very good for transportation. So it could be something to do with transportation. She could have a, a really good career in exporting and importing things and working with the logistics of that because it's not just shipping. It could be all forms of transportation. So they're all currents of energy that are quick moving. So aviation could be something along those lines. But that, I feel those would be the strong careers. But to make strong career choices, I would activate the north sector of the environment, of the home. But this year, we've got a very lucky start in the West. And because the West is a good, is an intuitive energy for her, she can tap it. If she's if she completely doesn't know how she wants to direct her energy, she could just spend a few minutes or a few 
get into a, a pattern on a regular basis if you can, because it's so beneficial. But just do some deep breathing with the back to the west of the west direction. So 270 degrees face east. So the back, back of the head is to the west. And just do some deep breathing, gentle, deep breathing. Let the mind settle down, mind go clear, slow it down, slow it down. And then just do, if you can, a meditation, but otherwise just sort of just get into the zone with a kind of focus on on what you she would, because she'd be very good at creating things, on how to channel that energy into a creation that makes her feel happy. I mean, the other thing I've realised, of course, is that with a strong rooster such as hers, she could also, and with also the wood energy, textiles, she could also be an incredible designer because we're saying about water people but having this tendency to create or to see things, create things, understand things. She's also got the rooster, which is strong, and the visionary power of, of, that's in there with the hidden inside the dog. So she could be a designer. She could design things. She could create things that way through an image in her mind and transporting that into an artistic form in terms of fashion or interior design. Think of wallpaper design. There's all sorts of avenues that could come out. Fabric textiles. These are all different formats that would be looking at that combination of the double wood and the double dogs, making something very tactile, something you can feel. It's a good chart, to be honest, but I feel that she needs to be careful that she doesn't neglect herself because I feel like her energy goes out to lots of other people first. And loyalty is a, is a big part of who she is. Mm. But I'd wow. love her to get in touch and um, maybe we could look this into a little bit more deeper. But, but yeah, I'd be interested if she has done any creations or in composures or creating things in the past because that does seem to be quite a strong influence mm. well thank you very much for looking into that my pleasure that was very nice very nice <laughs> very nice <laughs> i don't know what to say now i'm just like oh, i was waiting for you so i was gonna say Next time we'll do the wood element and look at different ways that can um, influence people. Just as a heads up, you've got Yang Wood in your chart. They can get angry and shouty. <laughs> I don't really get angry and shouty. I internalise a lot of my stuff. <laughs> All right. So they can be easily irritated or frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> I can definitely be easily frustrated. Mom just, no. mom just showed no, me something no, no, that she no. shouldn't have shown me. <laughs> Don't do it if you can't own up to it. I'll leave that, that was, that was a, an in, inside joke. That was an inside joke. I'll leave that to the listener's imagination of what on earth she could have shown me in her house. And that's a great way to end today's episode on this. Water. I'm glad you have to do the edit. <laughs> yes great well i'm gonna keep all those things in because you didn't let me reminisce about my donkey i'm gonna make the chair creak <laughs> yeah none of that okay i love you darling yeah i love you too <laughs> so next time so, wood energy what? yes so 
next join us next time and we will be talking about the yin and yang versions of wood and apparently i've got wood in my chart and i'm really angry all the time no i didn't say that i just said (laughs) yang wood could be prone to becoming easily frustrated or irritated yeah and i've got yin wood in mine as well so have you actually I thought, oh, I got yin and yang. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sugar. <laughs> and it's not, it's not a bad energy. It's, think of all the flowers in the world. You wouldn't say they're bad. No, I suppose you're right. But we'll, we'll hear more about it on next time's episode. So <laughs> we look forward to, I can't talk, we look forward to welcoming you back then. Well, I enjoyed today. Thank you very much. And goodbye.